0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sammy B. Real, otherwise known as Sam Gilstrap. Um, very small numbers of people refer to me as Sammy B. Real, so if you don't, I don't take offense. Today we are back, the Ghost Lights podcast, with a very special guest. It just so happened to be International Women's Day, so shout out to all the women out there who have kept me afloat of late, and to all of them that will keep me afloat in the future. Um, Kenzie Kilroy in the house. Say hi, Kenzie hello hello (laughs) welcome to the ghost lights podcast um you you are an actress a model a jack of all trades uh and a writer as well yes
1: yes i am
0: Uh you some of you may have been paying attention last week as we was me and james or earlier this week when me and james o'hagan murphy were um, having our conversation we talked about an article that you wrote kenzie um about uh, intimacy choreography and um the the I would say the increasing need for one and uh, it became very clear to me about two seconds into our conversation that we're just mansplaining your article, so I'm really (laughs) glad that we got you in to set us straight and to really dissect this, I think, great idea. So let's, without further ado, tell us about this article you wrote. Um,
1: Well, to start out, I I pretty much agreed with everything that you two said. Mm. Um, and I I thought that it was good insight and James, obviously, I mean, it was, we had a great time working together. He's super respectful. Mm -hmm. I had no issues with that process whatsoever. It did, however, kind of remind me of an incident that I had in Los Angeles where I had what I would consider a fight scene be completely looked over,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, for a fight call and even for fight choreography, just in my opinion because it was so closely associated with this sex scene and this was a scene where I was smothered to death so it was obviously fighting mm-hmm. it was obviously something that should have been choreographed and handled well it was an equity theater I was young, I'm still young but you know, I I guess I didn't know any better in my deepest heart, I know I did but there's always that piece of you in a production where you feel like you're supposed to like suck it up mm-hmm. and like live for the production, do what you need to do to make it the best it can be and to make sure it goes on. And once you put in a certain amount of work, like it's it's very hard to step away even if it's something that you you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think women deal with that a lot when it involves sex scenes when they feel uncomfortable because we don't we don't have a system for intimacy choreography. We don't have something in place where we feel like oh i'm going into this and it's okay because mm-hmm. i know what to expect yeah. if you look in your script and you read and you see oh i have a sword fight here yeah. oh i can't wait to meet my fight choreographer
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know like you think that you're like oh great i gotta do a fight scene i know exactly what to expect i know some of these things already mm-hmm. but you have a sex scene which involves just as much physicality if not more mm-hmm. with another person and you look at a script and you're like wow I we're doing this. I wonder how they're going to do that
2: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to having an idea. And everybody does fight scenes a little differently. Everybody will do all aspects of theater a little differently, but just having some some expectation, I think with even if there's no intimacy choreographer, but how an intimate scene will be handled.
0: Yeah. Is that is that expectation established in your opinion better by a director in house who's done his research or by just a a coalition of the willing of the actors involved?
1: I really think it's going to be a community effort to have Mm -hmm. this come about, to have people feel more comfortable expressing their desire for this. Mm -hmm. I I don't personally think that every piece of intimacy needs to be meticulously choreographed, in my own opinion, but I know people who do think that, Mm -hmm. and they're totally valid. So I think even the smallest amounts of choreography should be available to at least be run as a call to have a little bit more uh choreography behind it and i I think a lot of people are moving towards that a lot of people already do that but there's no protocol
2: Hmm.
1: and i really just think it's it's actors talking to each other actors feeling comfortable speaking up about their needs Mm -hmm. and the industry is going to adjust to us
0: absolutely it has to yeah especially now I would think, I mean, one of the things that's really cool about having you on and having you write this article, period, is it's, and and again, forgive me, there, with this Me Too movement that started, um, which I think from any just sane person's perspective should have happened a lot lot sooner, should have happened earlier, it should, to be more correct, it should never have become a movement. We should have been policing ourselves a whole lot better. Us men, us people in power. We, this should never become a problem. Um, but I, I feel, and now I'm beginning to think about my, my Golden Moon Distillery drink getting to my head. Our unofficial sponsor this evening. Um, I I feel that you're absolutely right. This is I think this is going to become a norm because I think there are people who. Um, based off what you were kind of expressing earlier, is this? it's my job as an actress, an actor, to just kind of suck it up and deal with it. But when it comes to something as intimate as, intimate as intimacy in on a stage, there are people who have been victimized outside of theater just in their day-to-day lives. And I think if you can have somebody on set who can make sure that... Or at least somebody that's there, making sure that we all feel comfortable enough to create and explore the depths, the the boundaries of something like a sex scene or a rape scene or just a violent encounter, whether the whether the woman is victorious in those in those those more harsher scenes, or not. You need somebody there who can at least you can confide in. I I think. One of the things that I haven't thought of until now is when my mouth is beginning to ramble is if you have an intimacy choreographer, it would be great if that person had at least some therapist background, maybe. What do you feel?
1: I I believe a therapist background benefits a large majority of theater. Mm. Um, So obviously I think it would also help. Um, I think having a a good background in fight, choreography it's probably a decent amount of the same same movements mm. i mean you're throwing somebody onto a bed because you want to have sex with them it's the same as throwing somebody onto a bed cuz you're mad at them and you're having a fight
2: yeah
1: um it's just the acting part of it is differently which is what we do as mm-hmm. actors we're acting but don't don't ask me to you know simulate sex on the stage and not even like go over Mm -hmm. the specifics about it and there's this whole argument behind this and a lot of it is in film and I think that kind of is where I was exposed to more of it because I spent a decent amount of time in film Mm -hmm. and I'm coming back into theater and I see little pieces of it is people want these intimate scenes to be organic Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I'm an actor who loves to be organic I really do I, I love to be in the moment. I think a lot of us feel the same way. But when we get into fight scenes, we don't even question the fact that this is something that should feel and look organic in a certain way, but mm-hmm. because we need to protect each other and we need to protect ourselves in this situation, we're going to you know take a tiny step back from that. Yeah. And we're going to make sure we hit our marks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that's been you know, out of the question, that's what you do for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I worked on a set once where they had children, given they were, you know, older, middle school age, using real swords. Mm -hmm. And they were not really choreographed with these real swords, that they were actually swinging at each other. And at the time, I actually didn't, I didn't realize they were real swords. I hadn't put my hands on them. I was on set. They brought me in part the way through so that, they had an older presence because, mm. you know, I, I play younger, so they wanted to have somebody older on set. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm around. I'm not going to babysit for you, but I'll mm. be here. And they they start this scene and they just let the kids go wild. And I'm, I'm watching and assuming, you know, there's some realm of safety here. And I hear someone scream and everything stops. And this girl comes over with a huge gash on her face. Mm. So I, I think seeing the neglect and actual fight scenes and then experiencing all of the sex scenes that I've worked on mm. I just sort of saw the correlation between the two when I was like this that felt unsafe and then I I do a sex scene and it feels unsafe in that same way and I notice oh well it's because nobody's really looked at it,
0: mm. it it's it's that's really frustrating especially I mean when you've got kids involved and we always we always think of the children first, it feels like, that old cliche. I mean, if you ask me, we don't really think of the of the children. We think about our bottom line. And, and I think, like, if sex sells, violence sells, th- there seems to be a rush to just getting the product out there.
2: Yeah.
0: At least in those two instances. When you're talking about organic discovery... Um, do you feel that organic discovery can be found through through a, a heavy amount of table work, really discussing the scenes, making sure that if you're if you're a person that likes to create a backstory or at least just have a lot of answers to specific moments provided, do you feel like that you can create those organic honest moments in such a scene like I... a sex or fight scene?
1: I don't think that there's any harm ever in getting to know the script, getting to know your character. Um, you know, there's nothing like a cold read of an emotional scene the first time through. That can be amazing. Um, but as as actors, we strive to be able to be in the moment every night, and that's what I love about theater. Even if I've done the show a million times and I've done all the table work and I've done all the things, but I, in a sex scene. I think the only way you can actually not be in your head mm-hmm. and to actually be in the moment and creating an in cor- uh, organic situation is when you fully trust that everything is going to go exactly this way mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. Um, and I happen to have that experience in Dangerous Liaisons with Miner's Alley and with James. And we, we ran it as a call every night. Nice. And I mentioned that in my article how I... I did have to ask for it and it of course was not turned down they're amazing there; like they wouldn't you know the fact mm. that i was like I, I want this they were like oh okay we'll have it but the fact that i i had to ask kind of begged the question i was like i wasn't already be con- being considered
2: mm.
1: for a fight call yeah. but yet a simple hair pull was being considered and i was like this is a rape scene this is somebody getting thrown on the bed and having their mouth covered and having somebody like shove their hand up their dress and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's it was very 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 physical um and you know there's there's a sword fight in that show as well yeah which was definitely going to be run so of that course. was going to be run the hair pull was going to be run but i didn't have to ask yeah, for that, yeah. the sex scene and mm-hmm. it was just because it was more of a, a side thought i think
0: mm. why do you think why do you think that was a side thought what do you think of the I honestly behind it?
1: think it's because of the taboo that still exists surrounding sex. Mm. People think that it is more uncomfortable for everybody involved to even bring it up. Mm. They're like we don't we don't want to talk about the sex scene. You know, we barely want to address it. Everybody's so uncomfortable
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you just create this stigma around the scene that actually Should be looked at, and it's it's a scene. This Mm -hmm.
2: isn't,
1: we're not actually having sex in front of you. It's not, porn. You know, it's it's art. It. I mean, some people could could argue. Well,
0: I mean, if I mean, if we're talking about some some (laughs) of the people that go to see Miners Alley shows, two women kissing sent some of them out the doors. Oh yeah. So I mean, if we have like, if they're going to be pissed off at that, and they're not going to bat an eye at about a rape scene. I think it is, but as long as it's between a man and a woman I, but I'm going off on a completely different tangent, forgive me um, I think yeah, I think you're right, I mean some people can barely talk about the stale standard missionary sex that they have day in and day out they, they, they can't even talk about that, they don't even want to hear about other possibilities and, I, and, I, it, and even though we're all actors and we're all in the same community And we we all get to a certain level of comfort. You don't know... I think every backstage scenario I've ever been in with a bunch of guys has always resulted into some homoerotic joke here and there every single night backstage. But even then, not all of us are capable of having a conversation about a sex scene.
1: And I, I really do think that actors are... Actors as us, we're quite capable of talking about sex scenes. Everybody who I have interviewed for that article Hmm. had no issue talking about it. I had people who were excited to talk about it. They were like, yes, this is a problem. I Hmm. can't believe we haven't addressed it. Pretty much, I mean, everybody who I talked to was on the same page, and they're all actors. And I was like, the only people who think we're going to be uncomfortable are the people who aren't doing what we're doing right now. And given there are are many, many directors who are also actors... But I think when you are in charge of a big group of people, you kind of get in your head and you think, you know, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And I I think when, I also mentioned in the article during Cabaret, there was Mm -hmm. a moment where we were choreographing two ladies. It was Mm -hmm. the first day and, you know, albeit I was a little anxious, I guess. I was was like, I don't know what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this is gonna go. It could go so many ways and, you know, I'm probably going to slap someone's ass today. And I did, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we get into the room and then we just, we all sit on the floor and just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And given, like, Len instigated it, he was like, yeah, let's, like, I feel like we should talk about it. And, you know, we was I was working with Jim Walker, who was wonderful. He just, like, started out by being like, "I I feel like you know, I'm a creepy old man. Like he also mentioned the article. He didn't want to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Abby and I were both like, no, no, you're fine. Mm -hmm. You're fine here. I don't think you're creepy. I am comfortable working with both of you. And this is an open environment. We can discuss this. We can talk about what makes us comfortable, uncomfortable. If anything is ever out of line, you can always stop. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started is we just sat down and we talked to like, people.
2: Nice.
1: And from that moment on, we had open communication and it was great. And we, we had a great time with that. But then, you know, I talked to Jim afterwards and he said, as we did usually run two ladies before a show, he wasn't entirely comfortable telling Brianna that we he wanted to run for the sake of hitting our marks because he was like, I don't want them to think that I want to run it because it's a sex scene, you know? Yeah. And that never even crossed my mind yeah. when we were thinking about running it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess if we need to practice that scene and, mm. you know, that's going to help us, then sure, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Jim Jim and my dealings with him is has, has been a consummate professional and really kind. And I think when, uh, based off that, like, especially for... A man who is aware of any type of the history that some women may have endured,
2: mm-hmm.
0: any stepping into that world of like, I would really love to work this scene, that that perception of the creep factor will prevail, and, and that's mainly because I think as as human beings we all have our prejudices, whether that's founded or not, and it, it kudos to him for for being able to even voice that. Because there are some who can't even say that I'm afraid that my perception as being a creep into the in the desire to run this scene is gonna supersede the truth of the matter that I need that I wanna work this because it's important to work. Um I'm glad that you were still able to run it every night, but I I wonder if that it's really cool the the two instances you descri- the three instances you describe in the play, or in your article I should say. Um, the first one, the negative one, that kind of got you thinking about this, mm-hmm. and then the two instances at Miners Alley, which Len directed in both cases, yes, he did. lent lent themselves to such an open forum mm-hmm. to discuss those things. Um, do you feel that it's going to get easier to talk about this going forward? That it, we're gonna that we're closer to having intimacy choreographers.
1: Of course, I mean, no doubt. I think like re- regardless of who's in charge right now and their beliefs like the generations are going to continue to move about Mm. and go through the courses and i think with the me too movement with people just talking about it and you know realizing that the ways of the past are not the ways of the present which happens in all aspects of our society Mm. I think it will definitely come about in theater, um, at least a change of some kind. I don't know if intimacy choreographers are going to be as consistent in the theater Mm -hmm. as white choreographers. I think it would be wonderful if they were. Mm -hmm. I think that would provide not only a lot of jobs, um, but a really good insight on certain scenes. It's basically just bringing in an expert for a scene that in a lot of people's opinion requires one Mm -hmm. and to touch base on the whole feeling like you know the creep factor that you mentioned and that jim Mm. mentioned um i noticed other people who i would talk to after they read the article because i you know i showed a ton of people i mean it took me forever to publish that thing It was kind of ridiculous but uh, i noticed that they would be like you know actually like it's weird to say but i do feel creepy asking Mm. for it Mm. because i i don't want to be perceived like that and it it really threw me cause I was like, I, I never, mm. I never even thought of that. Like as a woman, my own perspective, I was like, I didn't, I didn't think that that would make yeah. you and you feel like you were going to be creepy. Mm. I just, I, I mean, and it's, it's so obvious. Of course that's something that would cause a stigma on the male side and yeah. the stigma I think on the female side, which is what I felt is that we will be perceived as needy mm. and, um, you know, there's also not necessarily creepy, although it could be, but over enthusiastic mm-hmm. about the scene,
0: which then leads it to this this outside of the show. Thing, a
1: right? show showman's.
0: Well, yeah, like a showman. Basically, yeah, like um, oh, she wants the D, some some idiotic <sighs> thought like that.
1: Um. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would be. I feel like that that could lead to a showman's, which is a whole other thing, but mm-hmm. it could also lead to somebody. It could lead to a certain actors who are inclined to to take it as that and to treat mm-hmm. their co-actors in a way that is sexually aggressive offstage. Yeah. And I really, I do think that happens. I also think, like as we know, it is a part of theater mm-hmm. to have like this really highly sexualized backstage environment, mm. and it's not out of sex, really, mm-hmm. it's out of humor, and it's yeah. always been out of humor, yeah. and that's why we do it because we're having fun and we make dirty jokes because and the vast <laughs>
0: majority are comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. and
1: I, that's another question um, that I, I was actually speaking to Jim about this, I didn't mention it in the article, but, mm. you know, like you you also don't really know when you're crossing a line there, mm. and I think, you know, there's, there's going to be a fine line between, like, how we adjust the theater environment to make it safe for everybody because you don't really know who you're going to hurt. But I I really do think we get a good sense of the people around us, at Mm. least in my experience, and that we were sensitive and we care. And if somebody ever did step out of line, and I I think it would be addressed in the backstage environment of a good theater with good people. Absolutely. I know that there are theaters out there Mm. where that's not the case as well as you know fight choreography not being handled as well and I think it usually involves a very blind eye from the director or the stage manager or the the people in charge of the theater company who really don't seem to care about their actors.
0: I was in an audition recently where I was uh, reading opposite of a woman and over the course of the scene, it rises into a make-out session
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then it deviates. And it, I was sitting there preparing for that moment where I had to go up on stage and read with her and it, and it brought a flashback to an, a scene that I, I auditioned with, uh, our callback years ago, where, I, where I, I kissed a woman without asking her in the moment, which... Actually, wasn't even part of the moment. Like it wasn't blocked that way when we got to the production. Once I got cast, but it was just kind of one of those things. Like I kissed her and I didn't ask her until after the fact. So I made like so as I'm sitting there preparing myself. Like I gotta ask her. I gotta ask her. I gotta ask her. And as I went to ask her, she was always like, "Is it cool if you kiss me?" <laughs> like are you, are you, she was checking in with me. Yeah. And that and that was really cool to have to have her take that type of onus off of me whether I am whether she knew I was thinking about that or whatever it's 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 cool that women feel empowered confident enough to ask those questions they need to be supported in that regard yes yeah
1: they, they do I mean and I, I I don't think I would feel uncomfortable myself mm-hmm. doing it and I think there's many actresses and actors who are Totally cool going up to somebody and be like, Is it cool if I kiss you? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I also think, and my, my major concern, I think, because I went into the industry and I had that experience when I was younger, and though I'm still young in the industry, technically ish, um, I, I just think there's a lot of young actors who are coming out of like maybe colleges or mm-hmm. whatnot, and I, I didn't have that experience, but you know, they're, they're just going out. And they don't know those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that they can become victimized in situations because they don't know any better.
2: Totally, totally. And yeah.
1: it seems like it's obvious. Like it seems like you should know better. It's almost like something like you your mom would scold you for, yeah. you know, eating candy when you weren't supposed to eat candy or like not cleaning your room because you should know better. And you have those kinds of views in society and then... Totally. You run into a situation like that, and you leave feeling guilty because you're like, "Oh, I, I really should have known better. I, mm. this is my fault." And I also think that guilt is part of the reason why people don't open up and have conversations. But I do see things moving forward, even around me.
0: Um. I would one of the things about um, the the point you're just making about uh, the people trying to realizing after the fact that they should have known better. I think those who, in certain areas, who don't know better, may have been blessed with an easier upbringing, especially coming out of college, that maybe they weren't forced to face some of those things. Um, living in the world today is extremely difficult. Yes. And it's and it's one of those and I don't want to de- delve too far into this because I mean we're talking about theater here, but I mean it. Our experiences are our experiences, and while. We can encounter them at, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, if we are forced to, forced to face something like intimacy or a rape scene in theater and that's our first encountering of it, then kudos. You made it this far, because in some cases a lot of people don't. They need to be respectful of it. And I think that, I think for a, a lot of the instances is the respect factor. Um, I had an acting teacher who told me that um, safety is an illusion. The idea of being safe is a, is a fallacy that we create so we feel comfortable enough to produce our art and take it forward.
1: Which I, I would find psychologically is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe that there is something as safe In in a work environment where though there is obviously no such thing as safety, Mm -hmm. you are at least more likely to be safe, to not get hurt Mm -hmm. um, physically or emotionally with certain people. So I mean, whether or not that is a technical illusion or not, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, even if it is like make that
0: illusion. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you completely. I'm really glad that you said that because, as a student of this person, I've always, it's always been in the back of my head. It's like, I've never encountered that safety is an illusion. I think there are certain precautions you can make, or take, rather, that kind of eliminate certain pitfalls. If we're, if we're going to have an open discussion about what it is that we're about to go into, and everyone feels on board and understands the vision, mm-hmm. the direction that the play or that piece, that scene is going to go for, then I think we can all buy in. One of the things that I find is so crucial on any project, regardless of the material, the subject matter, is buy in mm-hmm. 100% from all Everybody. the people involved. Yes. And when you can have that, that's really great. And if you, even if it's something like somebody not voicing their concerns about a moment, that to me that speaks of not 100% buying in. And 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 maybe all it takes is that conversation, and I think I think it's incumbent as we go forward as artists to really understand the material that we're picking to put on at a at a at a theater. Understand our season. Understand who we're bringing in, and and what it is we're trying to accomplish with each each story that we're telling. Now more so than ever, we can't. We can't ignore these things. And one of the things that I've encountered in and I would love for you to answer this, um, is I, so I don't do so I don't talk you to death on my podcast because oh, you're my yeah. guest. <laughs> Good. But it, it's this um I've always encountered that actors have been kind of we're, we're kind of cut in two different cloths. We either need everyone's help to get the job done, or we're we're all expected to suck it up and, and drive through to the finish. I've been involved in some projects where thankfully there were no intimacy moments in the stage in the staging of the play but it just felt like we were left to our own devices and in hindsight if there had been a sex scene or something like even a fight scene we'd be screwed because no one knew enough and no one cared enough to guide us through those moments because we can we can or we can go through anything organically when we get to the moment is Mm -hmm. it going to be safe no not a hundred percent not every time what do you feel the perspective the perception of actors are in regards to those types of moments?
1: By that you mean moments where there's basically been no direction?
0: Mhm.
1: I mean that as we're talking about safe is mm-hmm. it's and and you know buying in is you're not in, mm-hmm. you're not making yourself comfortable because you have all of these warning signs that your instincts can't ignore. Yeah. Like I I don't know what you're going to do next and I have to try to predict that that puts you into these these natural instincts that we live in in our day-to-day lives and a lot of what we experience in our day-to-day lives though we may not realize it is fear Mm -hmm. we have a lot of fear even if it's just a microsecond of being scared when we first see somebody to be like are they going to hurt me? Are mm. they a good person? Are they a bad person? You try to evaluate that in the moment you see somebody. And if you don't really know the person you're working with, or you don't, you have no direction with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't know what to expect, your brain's going through that same thing, although it's probably worse, because it's experienced this same situation before and knows that it's unpredictable. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So it, it kind of simulates a a bad relationship almost mm-hmm. because you don't know what's coming next
0: yeah mm. it's and it, it's such an interesting topic and it was so funny because I mean through all that's been happening in America of late in regards to this uh, regard to the potential pitfalls or misunderstandings things that could come out of a misunderstanding in a scene like that um where people aren't feeling safe, even even trying to get a job as actresses,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's funny when you when it, when this article came out, it, me and you had talked about you had something coming,
2: yes, and I was really
0: looking forward to like what is this thing that's gonna happen? She get she in a movie? Is she gonna be a TV show? Like what's going on? It's this really great article about a topic that I'm surprised we haven't been talking about, and while there were some people who definitely had similar thoughts before you being my connection to this world coming from a female's perspective is so crucial. It's it, that it, it's paramount. I, I believe somebody had commented on your page about having written about such a topic before and I thought, and I had all these like weird defense mechanisms pop up even though it had nothing to do with me. I'm just a guy that read it and responded to it. Um, to have... Sitting here talking with you, it's become really clear that it's we need to. I'm gonna sound like a broken record here. We need to encourage you to speak about this. We need to. I'm. I'm so glad that you felt you could share that, and that you went out and asked the people that were involved in a lot of those scenes. Like you went to Jim. You know, you 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 brought it up. You went to established actors like Kajardo Lindsay, people that that we know here in Colorado, people that other people know outside of here to try and draw focus into this matter. Because I, I think for me what is what has always been kind of the crux is like, well a fight is a fight. It's like a dance. We need to block this so people don't get hurt. Sex is sex. We've all had sex. I didn't lose my virginity till I was twenty-seven, yet I was in I was in sexual scenes before that having to lie and muddle my way through that mm-hmm. without anyone there to help me with it. Like, that's... Like, now, as a 34-year-old man, I'm like, oh, man, that would have been fucking great back in the day to have somebody who knew what was going to happen yeah, who help me through that. Guide you. Yeah, and while my case isn't the case for everybody in theater...
1: No, but I, I believe it's also relevant because we have people of, you know, different orientations who
2: mm-hmm.
1: who maybe... You know don't have sex at all, yeah. who maybe you know have have sex with the other gender mm-hmm. who have sex with uh I don't know you know like they they just have a different preference or yeah. they choose not to have that lifestyle, and we expect them to be able to portray this very a uh, commercialized view of what sex is, what we like to sell to mm-hmm. society, what we like to paint it as, and really what we're selling is it's fake mm-hmm. it's just as fake as what you see on tv when you see it on stage like we're not i've, I've never seen a sex stage i mean a sex scene on, on stage that was you know real mm-hmm. obviously and that's, i mean we're, we're not really looking for that no. per se but like i that's that's the point yeah that's why we need somebody to be like this this isn't real let's mm-hmm. let's talk through it because we're we're selling something yeah. that's that it means something. This is your where you can go with your actions so that you mm-hmm. can act through it. Um, I, yeah, I think intimacy choreographers are... At least it would be great to have them available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know of one that lives in town. Neither do I. And maybe they live in town and I would love to hear from them. I'd love to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, yes. I'd love to talk to you. But I, yeah. I, I don't... I don't think that there is one, to my knowledge, at least. And there's, I mean, given not a, a ton of fight choreographers, but we have them. Mm-hmm. We have many.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's just because it's it, there's no stigma around it, to be honest. And I mean, I can say that a million times, but I I really think that's the problem here. Is the. I think you're
0: absolutely right. I mean, we've I mean we've there are people who've made a career off becoming fight choreographers. Yes. And I think it's just because. Fights have been a part of, just like sex has been a part of theater for a long time, but I mean, you're right, there's a different perception behind those two things. They don't, they see one more as a natural act between two people who love each other, or in a rape scene, that's a completely different relationship. But they see those things as just being, they'll take care of themselves, whereas a fight scene we can't run the risk of somebody getting hurt or cut or whatever.
1: And I, I think that's because society acknowledges fights as something that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Whereas like sex is something that we're still confused about, especially yeah. with this whole movement and how, you know, society is progressing at the moment is we don't actually we haven't really talked about it. We haven't talked about how sex can hurt people. Yeah. Um, that's why there's such an issue with rape culture is yeah. because it's not something we're educated on. We are always told like, don't fight, don't hit, use your words. Mm. But when it comes to a situation like that, like our parents aren't going to talk to us about that. I mean, like if you have a parent that actually sits down and talks to you about sex, you think it's awkward, but you had a, like a, yeah. obviously a good enough relationship to have that conversation. Whereas mm. a lot of people like either like you. didn't or they had like the wrong kind of Influence yeah. and, and we're
0: all molded by our own perspectives and our experiences. I mean, as actors, again, just as people, like I can't talk to you about certain things that you might encounter because I don't know what you're going to encounter. All I can give you is what I've gone through,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and if I've gone through bad relationship after bad relationship after bad relationship that sexual encounter and so on and so forth then i'm only going to give you some type of perspective lean towards that because i don't know what else is out there yeah and 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 when it comes to something like intercourse sex it is a beautiful thing that everybody does that in some instances can be just sex in some instances, it can be the pinnacle of sharing your love with somebody. And then in other instances, it can be a weapon. And in other instances, it can destroy lives. I mean, relationships with people... I, I mean, I've, I've always held the, the, the crime of rape as akin to murder. Because I, some people have as well. don't bounce back from a rape. You might survive it. But your relationships with that part of the that that gender could be irrevocably ruined, tarnished, and you'll blame yourself or society and and it just and it just snows balls from there. You were gonna say something
1: I was just saying that i I also saw the two as as being the same consequence, basically, and i mean it is it is strange because you see you know murder obviously as actually ending someone's life but rape kind of it it can do the same thing and in all hopes it won't i mean in all hopes we have support systems for people to to get people through it to carry on with their lives but not everybody has that and i mean if there's anybody listening who doesn't there are there are people
2: mm-hmm. out
1: there to talk to who are there for you, and yeah. and that's obviously like it's it's not the end, and you can carry on with your life, but it's it's a terrible terrible fucking thing.
0: Yeah, I can't I I can't even imagine. I've I've been I've been lucky. I've been socially awkward enough and just shy enough to avoid any serious misunderstandings, and yeah, it's when i had a i had a startling, startling revelation about 5 years ago it was like based off conversations i'd had it's like every single woman i've been involved with has been attacked every single woman i'd ever i'd ever kissed had been attacked
1: i think almost every woman who i know has been attacked in in some form yeah. or and, another
0: and that's for for me, that's unconscionable. And if that's just the society we live in, we owe it to ourselves as artists. If we're going to be the voices of change, or at least one of the voices of change in this new regime that America is under, we need to be able to create this position or at least this understanding about these scenes.
1: And I also... Um, I believe it's our job to expose that Mm -hmm. I think that art has always been a reflection of society and that it's it's our job as artists to create the art that will tell this story to everybody else to tell them what they have what society has been doing and maybe hasn't even noticed that they have been doing because I've noticed as knowing a lot of artists and also living in the other parts of the world, having some other random jobs, Mm -hmm. that I've gotten to know some people who aren't artists, which is funny that I only know some, but... Mm -hmm. um, And they they tend to view the world so much differently. They have a very, not all of them obviously, but I know people who have a very black and white view of what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think actors are like the royalty of thinking in the gray. Like yeah. We're always like, there's so many, not only gray, but colors. There's so much there. There's a spectrum really? of possibilities between right and wrong mm-hmm. and everything else in the world. And I, I think it's our job to try to expose these black and white thinkers to the colors.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And also to bring the colors into our own black and white aspects of theater, like choreography. And, you know, there's, there's probably millions of other things that... Well, that need to be progressed, but, you know. As, as
0: actors, writers, painters, um, sculptors, all of that, musicians, we, we are at our core observers of the human condition. And if not the human condition around us, at least our condition. And we're always in search of trying to better understand us and our purpose and our desires and so on and so forth. The list goes on. And if we can explore those colors, as you so eloquently put it, then then we're doing our job. But it's also a job that it requires constant vigilance and dedication to. There's not a single moment I think that we've described here tonight that can be swept under the rug and it will and, and believe that it will take care of itself. Like we have to stay, forgive me, woke on this topic going forward. We're all in this together, especially in a collaborative art form like theater. I mean, every bad choice reflects badly on us. And if we're not taking something like a sex scene as seriously as we would take a fight scene or blocking of the entire show, then we're only hurting our production. And and while we've made it this far without one like to rely on in our mm-hmm. walks of life, I think we can only improve our product.
1: Well, I mean, like we, as women, given I, I wasn't alive even when this happened, but women made it a certain ways in society, like up the levels before they got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's... Progress itself does not mean completion. Yeah, And I think a lot of people see it like that. And a lot of people also see feminism like that. They think... Women shouldn't be marching for women's rights still. Women Mm. should just shut up and and accept their, you know, equal rights that they have. And I I think that's, it's strange to me when I hear people, even women, saying things like that. And I'm like, well, we don't necessarily, as women, have equal rights. There are still a a lot of issues in society that involve rape culture and terrible things happening to women that Mm. are left completely... To, to just, like, settle themselves out. Mm-hmm. And we're not educating our children on how to avoid this. And, I mean, I could go on for days about the educational system, yeah. but it's just, it's something that only only talking about is going to help.
2: Yeah,
1: And I, I'm an optimist for the most part, and I, I do believe at least... Parts of the world are going to improve. Parts of society are going to improve yeah. throughout the darkness mm-hmm. um, that is often around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Well, I, I, uh, The idea that we'll, for me, the idea that we'll ever live in a utopian society is sadly laughable. But we You're, can live in a tolerant world.
1: Yes, tolerance is great, and I think that's the closest to utopia you can get without... I mean, u- utopia yeah. is not yeah. possible.
0: Because um, we, we operate on the... The idea of a utopian world is operating on the world that perfection is a possibility. Basically, Yeah.
1: which is not. No. Um, but tolerance is mm-hmm. the closest to perfection you could possibly get to, and I think that's what we should all aim for.
0: We should all aim to be a little more open. A little more lax, not not lax. A little more flexible in our beliefs. I, one of the best things about, for, uh, and I'm I'll speak personally, about my 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 relationships with women, is that every single one, while it hasn't lasted for an eternity, has taught me more and more and more about myself and about the world around me and about my biggest obsession which is love and I think if I had been stringent or more rigid in what my perceptions were the relationships A. probably wouldn't have lasted as long and I wouldn't have learned anything I wouldn't have gained anything I'm a better man today than I was on Christmas of 2017 Mm -hmm. because of how life progressed since then I'm, f- I'm fortunate for the days I had before that but I'm fortunate for the future I have now because there's more knowledge
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: more acceptance that I'm more capable of
1: and you're you're open to letting your perspective
0: change mm, absolutely and I,
1: I think a lot of people are scared of that
0: it's terrifying
1: and it's it's instinctual to want to protect yourself from change it is and i I really do think that we can evolve past that, and mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going. Um, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have things that I believe wholeheartedly and if you told me it was wrong, I'd be like, nope, it's yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I... Yeah.
0: It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't start overnight. It starts with a yeah. conversation, and we just, we just keep talking about it. Um, I gotta say, this has been, let's see, 40, almost 50 minutes of probably the realest shit we've ever talked about here on the Ghost Lights Podcast. I'm so thankful that you were able to sit down and talk with me um, about anything, Kenzie. <laughs> um, you are, again, a, an incredible actress, an incredible writer, a, a a model citizen, if not just a model artist and I, I hope you'll come back again so we can talk more about why it is you got in theater, why it is you do what you do because you're passionate about it and it's so exciting to see. It honestly is. Um, again, I want to give a big shout out to Golden Moon Distillery. You provided our gin for our gin and tonics and the Applejack liqueur, which I am uh, guzzling down at this particular moment. Um, again, please follow us on thepodbean.com iTunes as well, the Ghostlights podcast. And if you're ever interested in who it is that is playing this awesome music as we enter your world and tune out of it, it is once again the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. The song is War. Um, I hope you'll enjoy. I hope you will come back. And once again, Kenzie, thank you so much for writing your article. And thank you for setting me straight. <laughs> At the very least. Because uh, we need it. We need it. Absolutely. Alright everyone. We're out of here. Take care.